These gems are uncut gems. These are uncut gems. These gems. Can you hear me? I don't think you can hear me. Can you oh, hear me? Yes. Now? Yes, I there hear you. Did, could you hear, could you hear me before? No, uh, just now. This is the first oh, I've been man. able to. Hear you. You're going to have to go back and listen because I did some excellent, an excellent cover, a vocal cover, a cappella of the Uncut Gems theme song. You know, <laughs> gems, uncut gems. You know that that one. Yeah, was, that so kind of, uh, the movie. That kind of 1970s James Bond feel to it. Yeah, I know exactly. exactly. It's the one. Yeah, I was. I, my version now my version was different from the one in the film i was going more of like the tom jones thunderball james i <laughs> cover of uncut jones theme. um that was what i was going for um so i, I, have to go for that. That to, I can't wait to hear it issues we had some connection issues but that's that's good now it's gonna be like it's gonna be like christmas morning when you go back and listen to that i was also singing so who knows oh, which one of you? yeah Ooh. Ooh. So which what did you go for more of like the like which what what James Bond theme were you going for? Or were you going I didn't for either and I don't know the artist right now, but all I could think of singing was Can you hear me? Can you hear me running? Oh Can yeah, I know that song. But I, I, I don't know that I've ever heard you sing before. You have yeah. got just the smooth velvety pipes. You missed your and, calling, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Especially after well, a long birthday celebration yesterday. There you go. That's right. Yeah, your throat is probably. Yeah, I was gonna say your throat's probably sore from all the partying you did. Yeah. Guessed it. This week we are talking about the Adam Sandler film Uncut Gems. It recently hit Netflix. So if you haven't seen it, you can go watch it there. I watched it and I thought it was fantastic. I oh, thought it yeah. was great. I loved it front to back. Um, if you're a fan of Adam Sandler. Don't expect an Adam Sandler movie because you'll be sorely disappointed. This is very dramatic, very intense. It is um, the type of film that I would call a character study. Mm -hmm. uh, it is not. It is not like a. Um, it's not a lighthearted family film. It ain't Billy Madison. No, not at all. And it's just. Uh, I mean, I hate to be use the old uh, summer popcorn movie uh, trailer cliche, but it's an edge of your seat thrill ride with zero. Yeah. With zero dinosaurs or aliens or, you know, shoot up. Right. I mean, it's yeah. It dead. really was. Yeah. It was breakneck pace. Like it gave me anxiety watching. I was like, yeah. I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah, it and was I, really good about yeah. that. Yeah, and I I don't know these directors, the Sadfi brothers. I want to go back and see if they've. Have, did you do you know of any other films they've directed? Um, no, I don't. I I, I really I don't know anything else they've done. But holy cannoli, I'm with yeah. you. I mean, it makes me want to. Yeah. See what else they've done because I, I, you know, in case you haven't guessed it, two big thumbs up for Uncut Gems. Fantastic, fantastic movie. Mm -hmm. uh, well acted, like you said, Adam Sandler's in it, but doesn't play your typical Adam Sandler role. He's he's Howard Ratner, who's a jewel, um, a broker, jewel shop owner in the Diamond District in New York. And apparently, having having never been there myself, but it sounds like there's literally just this row with either several buildings, but it's just diamond dealer after diamond dealer after diamond dealer. 
and uh, folks come in. And one of his clients that comes in is Kevin Garnett, who's a uh, – the movie takes place in 2012. And so Kevin Garnett is a very famous NBA basketball player who comes in to look at Howard's diamonds. And uh, Howard has just procure, procured something that Kevin is really interested in. And then the movie just really, you know, takes off from there and doesn't slow down. And, at the, you know, Howard's trying to juggle – a family that's crumbling. Obviously his wife, they're in the midst of getting a divorce. Howard has a girlfriend on the side. So, and the guy just doesn't stop. And, Oh, he has a terrible gambling addiction. So, a crippling, <laughs> crippling gambling addiction. Yeah. So, Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. The, the, um, I will say this. You will see if you've ever heard the expression, Robin Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. He does. So much horse trading and backwards, back and forth brokering. It's insane. Yeah. And I don't want to, you know, no spoilers, but it's funny when you look back at the opening scene of the movie, uh, JT, about how fitting that is that, you know, that would be some something that would need to be done. That type of look into something would be something that would need to be done by somebody that was this a hundred miles per yeah. hour and just, you know, that they have to be stressed and, uh, man, what a, it, it, it's a, just a fantastic movie. I think the runtime's only like, you know, 87 minutes, but it, yeah, it wasn't super long. I mean, it, you felt, know. it was, uh, I sat down and it was over in 30 minutes. I really, it, I wanted more and it went by really fast. So do you remember the movie from, I don't remember when it was, I want to say like early to mid two thousands, there was a movie called run Lola run. I do. I, I am ashamed to say I've never seen it, but I remember it. It reminded me a lot of that. It was just like a frantic breakneck pace of of movement through the story. And I like Run, Roll, Run, too. It's another great film if you've never seen it. It's really, really good. So I would highly recommend it. What was it? But, it had yeah. a cat. Was it like one continuous shot or it had something that people really think if I remember, onto? If I remember, it was like done in real time. Real time. So, okay, yeah. It was the thing where, and I could be wrong about that. I, I, you're right. You're right. It did have some kind of a, for lack of a better way to say it, like a gimmick or a shtick. So it was literally two hours in the night of this lady's life. I, if I remember right, it was something along those lines. I it remember, may not have been that exactly, I, 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 but it was something I, like that. I need to go back and watch yeah. it for sure. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's good. It's it reminded me a lot of of this, just the pacing of it. Oh yeah, and hey, man, the cinematography is fantastic. Um, yeah, there's nothing about it that's not good. I mean, I, arguably, Kevin Garnett is the supporting actor in this. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, this he does not pop in for like a you know a two minute cameo. He and he's a really good actor. I was impressed, man. And yeah, he's he's in it. He's in it. So it was really really good. I don't know. If- I think Adam Sandler hasn't done a film like this probably since Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, some you know maybe a little bit with funny people. He would played it a lot more serious. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about him. Him and Seth Rogen, yeah. Uh, but that was still you know a um, Judd Apatow joint. So and he he played a comedian in it. That wasn't like a far cry in terms mm, of acting. Yeah, well, and spoilers, you know, a comedian who's dying of cancer. So right, it was kind of somber in that way. And he didn't, you know, he wasn't yelling and stuff. Um, yeah, that's what's funny in this. He does the sand uncut gems. He does several of the Sandler yells that are just, yeah, he does. made me chuckle a, a bit, but you know, yeah. it's not the same as what you, you, you're accustomed to in most other films. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that it was his best dramatic work since grownups too. <laughs> 
well, what about Jack and Jill? Was that after or before? Oh, God. Two? Little Nicky. <clears throat> yeah. As, as much as I like Adam Sandler and I'm a fan of Adam Sandler's, he has made some garbage. Well, he, you know, he's playing by his own rules, which I respect. You know, he's taking care of his friends, that close circle of friends I think don't ever have to work again. But yeah, artistically, you kind of, you look at Uncut Gems and Punch Truck Love and to a lesser extent, funny people, and you wonder what might have been if he had, you know, just stuck with more dramatic stuff and could have been well, closer to Jim Carrey. Yeah. My theory on why Netflix got Uncut Gems and got it so quickly is because Adam Sandler's production company has a big deal with Netflix, which is why you see so many, you know, Adam Sandler, David Spade vehicles and um, on Netflix is because he has this tremendous deal because at one point in time, and I don't think this is true anymore, but at one point in time, the most streamed film on Netflix was the ridiculous six, which was that movie he did with all those guys. Oh my Lord. Really? (laughs) Isn't that unbelievable? Uh, it's just kind of sad. I hope that record doesn't stand anymore. Maybe now it's Tiger King, <laughs> which would be probably even, is Tiger King. Even more sad. Uh, I think that they should do a Tiger King television show where every episode Joe Exotic is played by a different actor. That's actually a really great idea. Or like, yeah, just eight because, different directors do their own spin on it. Yeah, because way we get to see all the people we want to play him play him. Yeah. Yeah, and all the all other right, recording got- cast too, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, it'd be interesting to have it that done that way. Yeah. All right, so we've got twenty seconds left. What would you tell like readers digest on what what do you think about Uncut Gems, real quick? Oh man, like I said, edge your seat thrill ride, not involving aliens, monsters, or snakes. Uh, it's a must see. Uh, really enjoyable. If you have high anxiety, take some medication prior to watching. <laughs> yeah. Give me ten approved. Thanks for listening. See y'all. Bye bye.